0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, All 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Big Ten is the best at everything, including expansion. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Buckeye Bob, the only host who has seen their team win the college football playoff. And with me, as always, is AJ, B1G, dream
0: big, Marchese. Hey, let me know when uh, Ohio State beats Michigan this decade, all right, bud?
1: Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big Ten Prospects. You left me speechless. Let's hit it! Seven. 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 One.
0: the home team let's go seven rounds let's
1: go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever and that's a song today's episode of seven rounds in heaven is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team a rising tide lifts all boats so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Well, unfortunately for Scott Frost, Nebraska let the funk out all over the beautiful city of Dublin. The Emerald Isle. Uh, that was maybe the best week zero game I can remember. It was like the perfect weird week zero game. More week zero games should be in other countries in between like two programs everyone knows, but no one's excited to watch. Mm-hmm. Helenski. played some ball though, Rob. Q- yeah. QB1? No, well, he's QB1 for the big Ten. Yeah. As we dive into the prospects, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Scott Frost seems like that, that was uh, the nail in the coffin. I don't imagine that they're going to bounce back from uh, this, but um, I mean... Good look for the Big Ten. Good Big Ten game there. Illinois walked over Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Conference pride, baby. Um, I don't know. The new Western Kentucky quarterback was kind of fun. Uh, Vanderbilt's back, baby. And North Carolina was able to defeat a Florida a m team that was uh, lacking like half their <laughs> roster.
0: They struggled in the first half, though.
1: I, I actually think one of the more interesting things was how bad FAU beat Charlotte.
0: Yeah, because was it was Charlotte favorite or very very close? I believe.
1: I, I I think so. Like yeah, close. Like FAU
0: less than three favorite. I think yeah.
1: And Charlotte's had this like weird hype about them. My guy Chris or, Reynolds. Yeah, he I think got hurt. Oh fuck! I didn't, I didn't. I'm not gonna I didn't I'm not gonna see. pretend I watched this game. Oh no! Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Let's break it down. Nikosi Perry, remember I talked about him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Was I wrong? Nope. Are give you me ever? your week zero. Give me your week zero MVP.
0: Uh, well, sticking on on topic, it's gotta be Chase
1: Brown, Canadian Chase Brown. Mhm, mm-hmm. More on him in a bit. Uh, but yeah, no. Overall, good. Uh, good way to ease ourselves back into college football season.
0: I had like this weird like phenomenon, especially watching a game in a different country. That like, and after watching so much preseason NFL. Like, the game almost feel like it didn't count, even though it was, like, a, a real Big Ten game.
1: It shouldn't have counted.
0: I don't think so. I, I think Scott Frost would wish it did not counted, but... Amen. Wait, hold on. Sorry, uh, the, the, the Week Zero MVP was the Wi-Fi going down in the stadium in Dublin, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah, and they got, they got free beer, right? Yeah,
0: and then apparently they, they're just, like, switching to... They ran out of beer and switched to, like, gin and tonic and stuff. People, people were like going to the, getting through the line, getting their peers going to the back of the line.
1: I mean, makes sense. So, what happens when you send Nebraska Northwestern to play in Dublin mm-hmm. in the middle of in late August, and nobody knows who either program is? Great week zero. Great week zero. Uh, our week one preview will come tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, why not? I'm Hold not gonna on, promise why?
0: it. Yeah, that's true. Don't promise anything, but.
1: You like know. we'll we'll hop on a call and we'll talk week one, AJ. I'm just not promising maybe it's just for us. I you
0: know, I think I like that more.
1: Yeah. I'm mean, I'll just stop by your place and we'll just talk. We
0: don't think we don't do enough brawl. yeah. We don't do enough stuff that's just for us.
1: It's so true. Well, it's because we're not friends. We're just co hosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Met you on draft Twitter.
1: You just yeah. <laughs> um but hey, the backyard brawl's back after eleven years, so that'll be exciting. We won't Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. It seems like we won't really have the ability. We'll focus on the Saturday games.
0: It's like, it's not going to be a good football game.
1: Such a bad day. Caden Slovis versus JT Daniels. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fuck. I mean, I'm so excited for it, but it's not going to
1: be good. All right, let's get out of this. We're stuck. Yeah, we are. Let's move on. Well, second last conference of the Summer Scouting Series, but the number one conference in our hearts, Mm -hmm. the Big Ten. Uh, which has been a powerhouse when it comes to players being drafted the last three years. Uh, 2020, they had 48, 2021, 44, and 2022, 48. That number's only going up with uh, USC, UCLA, and maybe even Oregon and Washington joining the conference. Uh,
0: How long until uh, the Big Ten breaks 60, baby? Uh,
1: This year. Mm -hmm. But it's all on offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to talk about one thing before we get into detail on these guys. Um, something I found was to me, maybe I'm misremembering, but it always has felt like the big tens had a, at least one elite, like premier defensive prospect, Yeah, a guy who you could see being a top 10 pick Not this if, year. if, if it, it, or, or like see being one at minimum or like you're certain will be one like the Bosa's chase young, um, this year, yeah, it's kind of lacking a, a a true um, alpha dog at the top, for, for lack of a better word. Uh, I, I, I'm I not certain any of these players are going in the first round.
0: Yeah, I I think if I had to bet right now, none of them would be. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of draftable guys in the defensive group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I get a lot of day, like late day three grades. Like, I'm like, this is a good yeah. football player. It's just, like, not exciting. I, there's, like, a couple guys that got you excited, but that's... Like, I don't know. Like, like who do you see – like, of this group, who do you see in mock drafts most, most often in the first round right now? It's probably Joey Porter Jr. And Yeah, and
1: prob- probably second Zach Harrison somehow.
0: Yeah, I still don't – I don't get it. I don't think anyone's actually watched Zach Harrison. But anyways, uh, more there later, I guess. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to get too into Joey Porter Jr. right now, but, like, not a first round grade for me right now, that's for sure.
1: No, no. But uh, I- I'm with you. He's a he's, uh... – I think clearly one of the top three defensive prospects in the Big Ten. And yeah. And not a guy who I think is a guaranteed first-rounder uh, by any stretch at this point. Mm. Uh, bloodlines, baby. Yeah. Um, but this, this conference is stacked on offense.
0: Which is like, I feel like for the longevity and the domination of the Big Ten going forward is good news, right?
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, too, um, it, it – it kind of doesn't have a star running back, draft eligible running back that is, but it is deep at yeah. receiver, it is so deep at offensive line. This offensive line group's incredible. Uh, and then obviously CJ Stroud's potential number 1 pick. So it's 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 kind of checking the vast majority of the boxes on offense and um, I mean the first 3 tackles selected could all come from this conference. Like mm-hmm. that's wild.
0: Yeah, like they're I mean not to jump ahead, but we saw Peter Skoronsky on Saturday, and he just kicked Nebraska ass. And that's against a good pass rusher. Not the whole yeah. game, but a lot of the game in O'Shea Mathis.
1: Who's, I, I would argue, is a clear top ten defensive prospect in this conference. Yeah, he is. And, yes, yeah, Skaronsky had no trouble with him. Um, but let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, and we'll start with C.J. Stroud, who is, I think, for most people the number one quarterback in this class right now. Um, and at minimum, the number two. It's it's Stroud, it's Bryce Young. Those are the two quarterbacks everyone's projecting to go top five, rightfully so. Uh, the reason I think C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in this uh, class... It's because he goes to Ohio is, State. Yeah, I know. Is because he went to Ohio State. Um, and he's going to win us a national championship. Uh, he His ability to process... His ability to layer the ball, his ability to make full field reads, just the ball placement on the short to intermediate is wonderful. Like he is, he, he's almost boring. He's so good. He he doesn't have some incredible arm. He has an NFL arm, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have a rocket launcher. He's a he can operate well in the pocket, moving around, but he's not a big uh, out of structure playmaker. But the way he just operates as a pocket passer and runs Ryan Day's offense, it, it's it's just chef's kiss. Um, there's very little to nitpick with him. Um, I I I struggle to kind of poke holes in his game. I mean, you could say the scheme, like the Ohio State quarterbacks have come out haven't been amazing, but uh, he he is so. He is not the same prospect as Justin Fields at all, and I love Justin Fields, and I, I think Justin Fields is going to be a very good NFL quarterback. But he operates this offense a lot more efficiently than Justin Fields, and mm-hmm. he just doesn't have the same um, like top end maybe, traits. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't, and so the, you don't have the same uh, kind of home run plays. Yeah, he he's hit he's hitting double after double after double. He's batting five hundred where. Maybe Justin Fields was batting three hundred and hitting a couple more home runs, right? Like, see, I'm a baseball guy, by (laughs) the way. Uh, Yeah, Stroud is just—it's so effortless. He attacks. He can. He can place the ball perfectly outside shoulder, outside the hashes. He can layer it over the linebacker, over the middle of the field to his tight end or or slot receiver uh, down the seam. Like, there is a reason he both those Ohio State receivers went in the first round because of their talent, but. It really helped having CJ Stroud, and there's a reason JSN put up those mind-boggling numbers. When I mean, hey, we saw a report; he might not even be a first-round pick. It's it's because this quarterback here is just unbelievable.
0: And obviously, that's all coming in his first year as a starter.
1: Yeah, and like if you go back, I remember because obviously I'm a Buckeyes fan. That first game against Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a little up and down. Like, you saw the glimpses, but he was a redshirt freshman. But he just got so much better as the season went on. They're, like, the Minnesota game, the Oregon game, obviously, yeah. that they lost. Like, you could see, he, yeah, this is a redshirt freshman. But as he kind of got into a rhythm and, and seemed to fully grasp this offense, the game slowed down for him. You just saw the processing speed up. The, the, the ball placement get just so much more precise. And... By the end of the year, he's a Heisman contending number one pick potentially, um, and yeah, he was just a redshirt freshman.
0: You you putting money down on him to win the Heisman if you had to?
1: Bias aside, would. I think I would because Bryce Young could have the exact same year he had last year, and he, they just won't give it to him. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like they they just refuse to do two Heisman's to anyone that's not Archie Griffin, <laughs> rightfully so. Um, so yeah, I think I, I would bet on Stroud.
0: It's probably like this. Like I, I agree with that logic too. Um, plus, like Bryce Young, like obviously he was damn good, but it wasn't like this. Like, oh yeah, you got pound the table. He's the Heisman Trophy winner season. No, you know? I
1: I think most of us thought Will Anderson should have won it.
0: Yeah, or Aiden Hutchinson, like me.
1: And if Will Anderson couldn't win it last year, I don't think he's gonna win it this year.
0: Uh no. Speaking of Aiden's, is O'Connell your your quarterback too in this group?
1: Yeah. So Stroud's the clear number one quarterback, uh, in this group. Uh, he's my number one quarterback in the class. Yeah. Eden O'Connell's my only other draftable in the big 10. Um, he's kind of what you, what you look for in a, uh, backup NFL quarterback. I think like nothing really jumps off the charts in terms of, mm-hmm. in terms of, um, arm talent or athleticism, but he's got a crisp throwing motion, gets the ball out of his hands really efficiently. He's a very good rhythm thrower, pocket passer type runs that spread offense pretty well. Um, can put the ball in conflict, kind of more than that's the thing I want to see him kind of clean up. Sometimes he'll he'll get somewhere late and try to squeeze it in, and that that can result in turnovers. He he threw three picks against Wisconsin. Um, yeah. Uh, the second one, the the one went off his receiver's hands. The other was like a Yolo ball. And the the second one though, he came back to a curl over the middle late and, and try to force it in, and like he just doesn't have the arm to do that. But. Mm-hmm. He, he, as like a just efficient chunk thrower, he he's pretty solid. Um, he's a six-year senior, yeah. Uh, so he's a little older, and yeah, he's lacking athletic traits. But I I think he could be like a sixth, seventh round type of player if he has a good year at Purdue. And this Purdue team seems like it should be pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, I think that I think that's fair. I don't know, like especially yeah, like him coming on so late into his career there too. I feel like he's a little like.
1: He's a former walk-on too. Yeah,
0: I don't. know, But I think that's going to give him gumption, you know. At like I, I definitely yeah, exactly. agree. I think he'll be plus. like a. It is a plus, especially for like a guy who's like you know. It's not like you're bringing him in to be your future starter. It's it's just a backup. Um, he's a
1: bigger David Blow.
0: I was about to say he's gonna he's gonna be on the Lions next year. <laughs> like,
1: like I kind of watching him. I think he kind of is what he is. Like, I think he'll he'll have a better year this year just because he'll be more efficient. But like, he's not a guy who I see having much of a, a ceiling, but he's going to be bouncing around the NFL for a while as a, as a backup. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else in this group get you excited? I mean, you got a of Uh,
1: so my next guy is, uh, basilic at Indiana and like his flashes at Missouri are really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, he's got some like kind of big downfield throws every once in a while. He, he, he kind of makes some plays out of, out of structure at times, but he's also just so inconsistent. his, his, f- Footwork's a little wonky, and his mechanics are a little wonky. But Indiana's such a wild card of a team, just given what we saw from them two years yeah, ago and then how sure. bad they were last year. So he's, like, someone worth paying attention to, I think. Uh, Talia Tungo vailoa is really fun, and he has the best wide receiver group in the country, maybe.
0: Maybe, yeah. Um,
1: but, like, he just doesn't have the arm. I actually put a David Blau comp on him. <laughs> um, That's
0: pretty good. He's he, fun he, as hell. He's a
1: lot... Long- he he's a lot more accurate than I was thinking, um expecting. They also don't run nearly as many RPOs as I thought. Like they have a little bit of a real offense going at times. It, but it's a lot of short stuff. But yeah. yeah, his his accuracy, like, each level's pretty good. Um and I I have an un undraftable on him, but I think he'll have a good year for Maryland.
0: I think it's hard not to when you got those those pass catchers.
1: Yeah, and like Loxley and that the coaching staff do a good job kind of not they don't ask him to do more like they're not asking him to rip the ball down the field. Like they I think they know his arm's not great. He ha- he doesn't really have an NFL caliber arm. That's what mm-hmm. is kinda of tough with him. I mean maybe his brother doesn't either though. I
0: was about to make the same joke. <laughs>
1: um The running backs. I feel like the Big Ten tends to have a a, a, a big clear this this guy's a guy. Um, And they do, and his name's Trevion Henderson, he's not eligible. Um, But there's some fun day three backs in this class. I think the number one guy's Blake Corum.
0: I think so, too. Um, He's... Go ahead.
1: He's just, like, he's thicker than I thought he was, because he's kind of... He's he's explosive. He's got this good kind of short area quickness. Mm -hmm. uh, But he's got this great open field elusiveness, too. He's got a nasty jump cut. But he's kind of compact. 5'8", 210. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Darrell Henderson at Memphis where he's just chunk, run, chunk, run, chunk, run. And he wasn't the full-time guy this past year with Son Haskins. I like how Darrell Henderson wasn't the full-time guy. Um, And I'm excited to see him take on the the number one role. And for him to kind of take a leap, because I do think he has the ability to potentially be a top 100 guy. Um, But to kind of take that leap from that fourth, fifth round... I think it's pass catching. Yeah, I'd like to see him involved more there.
0: No, yeah, that's fair, and it's just like, even like Haskins was like pretty decent at it when they, you know, like it's it's true though, it's like Coram just never got that involved. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I I think like like the explosiveness is something to get really excited about. Like, like you said, he's not like a smaller. He's not small. Like he's short, but he's not that small. He's got he's got good thickness to him. I definitely think the top one hundred potential is there.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, and behind, I know there's a lot of turnover on that Michigan offensive line, but it should still, still be good. The
0: second best in the conference, I think. Uh
1: And I, I think uh, Corum was banged up down the stretch, right? Uh yeah. And so I think just like a full healthy year, he could put up huge numbers with Haskins gone. He's the lead back. He almost ran for a thousand yards as the number two back last year.
0: And like the only thing is with the pass catching is that Donovan Edwards is so fucking good as a pass catcher. Like, yeah, he is. He's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I, I think the best two, the eventual the best two backs in this in this conference aren't draft eligible yet. Like you kind of look to. two. No, definitely. But Coram's probably the third. So, uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think right now if the draft eligible guys like Coram to me, uh, was the clear best bet in this mm-hmm. class. Yeah, my the number two guy. I think Chase Brown's super interesting. We're talking I about him too. off the top. Just kind of, he was on the freaks list. Um, he's this one cut. Juice back. Like, mm-hmm. so much juice. But surprising contact bounce. He's not the biggest guy. 5'11", 205. Catches the ball pretty well, yep. too. Like, he looked good against Wyoming. His first two plays were this big outside run and then this great uh, catch for a touchdown. They couldn't um, stop him.
0: They couldn't stop no. him.
1: And, like, that Illinois offensive line played well. And the, the team's – he's the heart and soul of that offense. And I think he is going to have a big year. And he's kind of a day-three back – that could, I think, at minimum, be an exciting change of pace. Yeah, one hitter.
0: I think there's a clear path in being that type of guy. Um, I like Chase Brown a lot. I, I don't I, like. I he I wasn't too much on my radar, and then what throw on the game? Like, is like, holy fuck, this guy can play. And I, and that, I didn't even know he was Canadian until uh, until after too. And then I mean, we went to got to watch his uh, brother. On the, in the secondary. get more on him later, but <laughs> yeah, I think Chase Brown's clearly the, well, I mean, I fucking love Mo Ibrahim. I, I still believe so, so much even well, though they're the but yeah. He,
1: Ibrahim's my third. And yeah. the thing with him is like just the injury history. Yeah. Thing, like he's a six year back and, but the, the wear on mom, him, like
0: the way he runs too, it's, it's yeah, not, he's yeah. so physical. I fucking like, love him. But
1: if you're looking for a day three, just like between the tackles, like he will bite your head off. Type of runner that's yeah, him. I, uh, I think he's
0: to... Car- I totally agree. Like, sorry to interrupt you, but like, I totally agree. Like, like you know, you're not going to take him early. I, I like, I don't think he's got you know, high end, like, you know, big time RB1 traits or anything, but like, you're especially not going to take him early because of the injury history. And but I think like, come in and like, be a, like you said, just be a fucking animal. You know, you need a tone center in the backfield, run him like through his rookie contract, and I don't know how much you're going to get past. Like, it's so depressing to say, but.
1: Like you said, an yeah, older guy just, with
0: injury history. But I, I think he's going to he's gonna do something in the league.
1: I just don't know if he's going to get drafted because I don't think yeah. he's a great athlete. And he doesn't do a lot as a pass catcher than the injuries. But he's got, like, solid vision, too. Like, he's a nice, like, physical one-cut type of like, back. Well, um, maybe
0: kind of similar path to Jalen Warren being the Steelers RB2 now, right?
1: Jalen Warren's going to be so good,
0: baby. He is going to be really good. But, like, uh, mean, s- my, my similar Moe styles, Ibrahim,
1: yeah. My Ibrahim Comp is... This from like two years ago now because James, like he reminds me of James Robinson
0: Oh, that's, that's an elite comp.
1: Just, well, th- when I made it, it wasn't <laughs> Um, One guy who I think is really interesting is Wisconsin's Ches Malusi mm-hmm. who's the backup to um, Braylon Allen who's just incredible and Malusi's a Clemson transfer and he kind of, he, he had a good start to the year, Braylon Allen took over but he was a good number two back and he is an interesting combination of contact balancing, quickness.
0: He's always had his moments and then obviously Allen just kinda became the monster that he is. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. So he's he's just a guy I, I think he's he's gonna be one of the best number two backs in the country. hmm
0: Yeah, no I agreed. Uh
1: Sean Shivers at Indiana's an Auburn transfer. He's a little like mighty mouse type guy. He's kinda kind of uh fun player. They didn't use him a ton at Auburn. Um, but potential like satellite back type option. This Indiana team is gonna be really weird. I already said that, but
0: well, yeah, they got a bunch of guys in it, the secondary too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and, and speaking of transfers, like Jared Broussard went from Colorado to Michigan State, and I he he's another kind of undersized back, but he had two years ago at Colorado's like had them playing way better than they should have been. Um, I don't think he's gonna get this Kenneth Walker bump that they're hoping for. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, still and, good good and, move yeah, for I, him. Yeah, the, the Michigan State team is very interesting too, just because so many transfers. Um, jump to receivers.
0: Yeah, um, GSN. He's your top guy. I'm gonna assume. Um, yes. Does he get the first round grade in the summer from you? No. Do you think he's gonna be a first round pick? Uh,
1: obviously we haven't done that. Yes, we haven't done the SEC yet. Uh, but right now he's my number two. I've Quentin Johnston ahead of him.
0: Yeah. I like again, I said it last week. If I if I'm putting money down right now, I think Johnson's going to be the first receiver taken. But and I think that's going to just, you know, people's eyes are going to open as we get through the the fall here. But uh yeah, no, I, I think I mean GSN's clearly one of the top uh three receivers in this group. Maybe number 2. Um yeah, go. Wax poetic. Give it what your guy.
1: So, he's like pr- like predominantly only plays out of this lot. Yeah. Uh he doesn't kind of have any one thing he does yeah.
0: Elite. Like yep. he's
1: not a, he's not a burner. He's a, a smooth smoother runner, but he's not as dynamic as like Chris Olave was as a route runner. He doesn't have that speed Olave had. He doesn't have the yak ability that Garrett Wilson had. Yeah. Um but what he does so well is he, his spatial awareness, his ability to create space, his ability to find holes in coverages, his ability to work with his quarterback when they're under duress. Like his coverage recognition's really good. Um and And in terms of like the only real thing that he isn't doing at a a great great level is like he's just not a great yak player right now. I like to see him do more after the catch um and that that offense does a really good job of just getting him the ball uh on on money downs he's great on third down he always works himself open um I just yeah I wonder what his ceiling is. Yeah, um, But also, is this just the Justin Jefferson and LSU conversation again? Remember, he's predominantly a slot because yeah. Jim they did Terrace Marshall. Uh, and then we do, it turns out, you know, he can play on the outside, too. He's pretty damn good at it. Um, well, JS, JSN does my comp. And then this is minus the yak ability. But, like, it, it Cooper Cuppy, in terms of a little bit smaller and, and not as good after the catch, but just... Everything is like a B plus. He does everything at a B plus level, and when you do everything at a B plus level, that that makes you a uh, kind of a star in the NFL. That's
0: a good point. Do you think they're going to ask him to, to line up outside more often this year or no?
1: I don't think so because one, they they like it worked pretty well with him yeah. just playing the slot, and two, they've recruited so well at receiver. the The outside receivers are going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. and Julian Fleming, who was uh, Fleming was the number one recruit like three or four years ago
0: yeah yeah and yeah i kind of figured that um no i think that's a good take and i don't know like, like a lot of people want to annoy him as wide receiver one but um like all of that i totally agree with you and but all of that points to a guy that's you know going in that justin jefferson to, to late first round range that's not that now, high weight speed monster you know what i mean
1: i will say just in terms of we haven't got to kishan Boutte with yep. lsu yet but just comparing him straight up with Quentin johnston like the 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 ceiling of Quentin Johnson is incredible, but yeah. like JSN is such a safer bet. Oh yeah, and then let's let's compare him with Jordan Addison. Addison's lack of size as the yeah. predominant slot receiver it, it was what scares you off. Like JSN's very safe. JSN's yeah. one of the safest players in this class. I I'm gonna say it right now.
0: Yeah yeah no I, I agree with you. Um second second in this group is really interesting though. He,
1: yeah I, I I had trouble kind of stacking this. And I I don't know if it's just he has so much love in our hearts, AG. Dante Demas.
0: Yeah. But I still I, think people are sleeping on Demas. And obviously after the injury, there's there's some reason to, but Go I ahead.
1: had trouble stacking Demas, his teammate Rakeem Jarrett, mm-hmm. and Penn State's Parker Washington. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are all in the just the tier below JSN. So Demis Demas is like 6 listed at 64215. He's an X like a big outside X, but his route running ability at that size is yeah. is I think it's rare like his ability to sink his hips, his ability to to to, to kind of stop on a dime, his ability to explode out of cuts. Like you don't normally see that from a, those X types of receivers and prior to the injury last year, he was unstoppable.
0: I think prior to the injury, he was trending on being like a safe day 2 pick. Like like especially if he if he goes and does well in the combine, you know what I mean? Like like think how Christian Watson rose, right? And that's obviously just because of athleticism, uh, freak athleticism, in the, you know, and the and the uh, combine, um, the senior bowl. But Timmy's tape is better, you know what I mean? And and the season he was having
1: was freaky. Yeah, and so, and obviously with like kind of. The emergence of Raheem Jarrett, and the, the, mm-hmm. they uh, they brought in Jacob Copeland um, from Florida, and he he's an interesting Day Three option too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not like Demas is going to be blanketed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have so much talent everywhere, and I I think he he's just you can't teach that combo of route running at that size, the sizing I, route running combo. Like, I'll, I'll
0: also say something else you can't teach. It Seems like he's got that dog in him.
1: Exactly. He really Now does. with Raheem. With Rakeem Jarrett, who's more of this kind of move-around player, they, mm-hmm. they motion on Matani, plays out of the slot, he plays some Z. Um, he is, he's a former five-star, and you can see that. His yak ability, he just outruns everyone once the ball's in his hand. Uh, and he makes some jaw-dropping plays. Like, he has great body control. Um, and I, it, for him to kind of take that level up is just to see him run more routes – they just kind of only have him run like screens, curls, posts. There's not a lot going on there, and it makes sense because they just want to get the ball in his hand because he he could be a t- he's a touchdown with the ball yeah. is in his hand. He yeah. as a freshman against Penn State, he had two different plays that were like 40 plus yards where he just outran everyone. Um, and he's he's a guy who's really set. I think to explode uh, this season, he had 800 yards I think last year. Um, but he has, like, the talent to be one of the best receivers in this class.
0: Yeah, no, uh, definitely. And, yeah, they, like you said, the five-star pedigree. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they, you know, move that ball around with with Demas, him, and, uh, like you alluded to earlier, Jacob Goblin.
1: Uh, and then Parker Washington, the Penn State receiver, because they always got one. He's 5'10", oh. 215. He's built like a running back. He looks like kind of Golden Tate. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's does. A, yeah. <laughs> he, he's another yak guy, but he does a really good job. Not to the same level as JSM, but just uh, working through holes in, in fi- or working through zone coverage, finding holes and, and just getting open for his quarterback. Um, and then once the ball's in his hand, he, he's a yak guy. Uh, another guy who I, I worry kind of what his speed and ability to separate deep is like. Um, but he does a really good job winning combat catches. Uh, but with my, my main questions are. If he's not a great route runner and he doesn't have the the the, the kind of the juice, yeah, uh, that's always a concern for me.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. So you you said these three guys are like in the same tier for you, but like what type of draft grade around you got I, on right I now? I think
1: all, all three of those guys have the, have top one hundred potential. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: no, I, yeah, that's um, totally I think
1: fair. Jarrett Jarrett of those three could be uh, like. Uh, maybe work his way legit into the first round just mm-hmm. because he's got freaky traits. Um but yeah Demas and Washington are top one hundred type guys.
0: Can I guess uh, your next couple guys?
1: Sure. I think it's the Bells. It is. Yeah. So j- just with R- Ronnie Bell we we just need to see him get healthy. Um he he's like Sterling Shepherdy.
0: I love Ronnie Bell man. Like he's very- I think feel- good yeah. at everything. He is. And and
1: Chris, Chris ottman like plays so much bigger than he is. Yep. He, he's like a power forward out there. He reminds me of Quincy Inunua. Um And he just wins every 50-50 ball. So I think both those guys are interesting. Both of them have dealt with the kind of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Cornelius Johnson, I think, is really interesting mm-hmm. in Michigan, who's big athlete but just so raw. Um, Copeland, who I mentioned earlier, is a nice combo of ball-tracking skills and speed. As like a Z, and I'm interested to see him with Maryland. I'm just powering through the rest of these guys. Um, Tinsley comes over from Western Kentucky, and he put up huge numbers there. I was kind of—I I didn't love uh, his tape, tape all that much. He just—he wasn't his. I thought he'd be more of a route runner, but he wasn't. Uh, Jaden Reed's really exciting player, but yeah. he had a lot of drops. Um, one guy who I didn't watch, but kept, I kept noticing on uh, just when. I was watching games that involved Illinois. Isaiah Williams, their former quarterbacks, just really exciting.
0: (laughs) Isn't it weird to, you know, talk Big Ten skill positions and the receivers are the fucking star and depth of the show?
1: Yeah, for real. And the tight ends aren't too bad either. Um,
0: Sammy Laporta, your top guy?
1: Yeah, he's just a nice, just really good ball skills, really smooth for a tight end, runs solid routes. Um, I'd like to see him be better as a blocker. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he got around. a lot
0: better as the year went on last year too, yeah. or, or from the yeah. year prior. Yeah,
1: yeah, they they move around a lot too. Uh, like he'll play inline slot, H back, fullback. Um, but yeah, he he's like a right now a mid day three type of tight end. As is uh, Michigan's Eric All, who that's a guy I think I'm excited about because he he blocks well and he plays all over the formation. Yeah. Uh, and he, he he looks like he's a pretty good athlete too. Yeah, speaking uh, of
0: guys that made huge jumps, remember like they they had the big hype for him, and it's like he did fuck all that that that, <laughs> that year after, and then last year he put together a really good season.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's both those guys look like mid day two or day three guys. I think Luke Schoenmacher, if you just want a true yeah blocking tight end, yeah that guy's the guy. And that there's been the so player. many
0: so many of them drafted from Michigan.
1: That that I think is the best blocking tight end in the draft. So far, at least. Of course he is. Six six two fifty 250, plays inline and in fullback, which helps Eric All get to do more interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just such a good blocker. They just, like, have him come across and crack heads, like, on um, outside zone, like, all the time.
0: You, you, you don't want to admit how much you enjoy
1: watching that Michigan running game, eh? I, I really liked him. He's he's the best offensive lineman, too. Um, <laughs> Canadian Theo Johnson's a former big recruit. Yeah. He's at Penn State. He's an interesting guy. Just has, like... Hasn't got Had a the ton chance. of playing time yeah. yet. Brevin Span Ford at Minnesota is huge, but they really need to teach him how to block. But he's really big and athletic. Um, Payne, Payne Durham's exactly what you think he is, <laughs> and uh, and Daniel Barker seems very small.
0: I mean, I wonder what's like Theo Johnson. who was such a big recruit, and was like one of the biggest ones to ever come out of Canada, Ontario. It's gonna be fun if he gets the chance.
1: He should. He, he should. Yeah. They just didn't use him a ton, but, like, he looked good when they did.
0: Almost surprised he, he hasn't transferred already. He,
1: he's a better blocker than I thought he'd be, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually sat down yeah. and watched him, but... I, I thought he was just going to be a big athlete, but mm-hmm. no, he's, like, blocking pretty well. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the offensive line and the receivers are what gets you going in this group. And looking at the tackles, it's just... the Skaronsky, Jalen Duncan, and Paris Johnson are... Maybe the three best tackles in the class yeah. all in the Big Ten. Like, Skronsky is so much like what Rashawn Slater was. He's just it's so weird. balanced. It's weird. He's so, so just technically sound. Um, he's a solid athlete. Like, he's his, his ability and pass protection is just, like, the base and the feet. Like, everything is just on point. Everything's on time. Uh, if you're, like, to look at one thing, he kind of shoots his hands a little wide. Uh, which it doesn't get him in trouble very often because uh, he's, like, not out of position any other way. He's got yeah. a good anchor. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. There's not really a lot to be worried about with him. I he, mean, I guess his lack of length, but that was – we said the same thing about Sean. It's three. the same
0: – yeah, it really is. And, I, like, he gets people moving in the run too. It's not like he's yeah, just – Yeah, no, he's
1: just, he's just strong. He's strong yeah. power, power at the point of attack too. Um, he's almost not exciting because he's just very good and very calm. Um, the player I found to be super exciting is Jalen Duncan. Mm-hmm. He is massive and he is a freaking athlete. He's twitched. 6'6", 320 just moves so much better than I thought he was going to. Both, both like in pass protection, like reaching his landmarks, but like getting up on the second level too. It'll take you for a ride. Um, he's yeah, I don't – I think he's a first-round pick. He's yeah. – I have him over Paris Johnson.
0: Yeah, no, I and I don't – I think that's going to be common uh, the further we get into this draft uh, – into the college football season in this draft process.
1: I, and, like, part of that with, like, Paris Johnson, it's, it's more projecting. He played right guard last year. Yeah. Uh, where I'm seeing Duncan just dominate as a left tackle. And, like, I don't have, like, Johnson that far behind or anything. But um, – yeah, I don't know. Duncan's just... He is, he is a beast. That's not very good analysis, but... It's true,
0: <laughs> it was What's Paris Johnson, then?
1: Paris Johnson is just a boatload of potential. Like, he is really athletic. He is... He, he's got really good feet. Like, now this is playing guard, but he's got really good feet. And, um really good lateral agility uh the thing that kind of has me put him third is um he can can get a little high and his hands aren't the best he needs to get stronger i think too Mm -hmm. um he might be he might be the best athlete of the three but i think he he is struggles to kind of uh drive guys off the ball uh the most and can struggle with power and pass protection the most um I, I'm excited to see him be a, play left tackle because I think he's a lot better than Nicholas Petit Frere.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, grade wise, what, like, do you have a first on, on any of these guys yet?
1: Uh, Skoronsky and Duncan.
0: Then a second on Pierce Johnson?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then who's, you, who's you in your next tier here? Cause like, For, it's, first, it's, we're it's fucking Just talking deep tackles. Here. I, yeah. I, I
1: kind of split it. So just talking tackles. Dewan Jones comes in next. He's 6'8", 360. Yeah, he's and just he's huge. Him and Paris Johnson are a really fun combo at tackle. Uh, he just he is Orlando Brown, Trent Brownie, uh, more Trent Brown, uh, just true power. Um, uh, it plays through the whistle and uh, a little laborsome at that size. Can mm-hmm. Kind of be slow with his feet and be a little wonky and play a little high. Like, you can get under him. But it, in a power scheme, I think he's a starting rate tackle.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, just, just the sheer size. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's so many of these just big boys that get drafted, and, like, all the concerns you usually have for, for, for a big guy, like, it, like that stuff doesn't get, really get exposed too much in the NFL, typically. Like, unless they're, like, really – like, when they're a higher-level, you know, prospect, not when they're, you know, a low-level prospect, right?
1: Yeah. Um, he's kind of, like, right now in, like, the fifth-round range. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, it's Skronsky, Duncan, Johnson are, like, going to be first-round picks, and it's kind of Dewan Jones, and then the guy I'm really excited about, he started one game in his career at Penn State and I watched it. it was It's Arkansas in the bowl game. Uh, Olumiwa, I'm saying this so wrong, Fashanu, uh, um, he, he looks like an NFL tackle right now. He is so long and so twitchy and I just couldn't believe how good his feet were. And he's playing an SEC team. Uh, I think because Rasheed Walker opted out of the bowl game, he started yeah. left tackle. And I couldn't believe how, how well he moved and how good his feet were. For a guy who hadn't started a game in the Big Ten yet. Um, so he's a guy I think is going to be a huge riser.
0: Maybe Rasheed Walker should have opted out of that that game.
1: Hey, Amen. Uh, I didn't love Ryan Hayes, your boy at Michigan. I, I just... Uh, he is really lungy and past... And maybe he's a guard. Mm-hmm. He just... Like, he's very lungy and he's very high, and he's very just wonky with his base. Good run blocker, though. But, yeah. Really good power run blocker. Yeah. But, yeah, the pass protection, um, Wisconsin was giving him fits.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's not great in pass pro, but, yeah, just the – I think that's that's fair, though. Just kick him inside, I think he got a really good guard or a really should, solid guard, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, should I flip to the IOLs? Yeah, go. Joe Titman at Wisconsin is going to be a big riser. Six six center, who – just is unbelievable in space. He is so good on the pull. They pull him a ton because he's just so good at it. And that length and that athleticism. Yeah. I think he was on the freaks list, too. Um, He's really exciting. To maybe reach that next level, he's got to play with better leverage, which impacts his anchor. Um, but, man, the, the length. The, like, he kind of just, like, hit, in pass protection, he, he, he plays high in his – Hand placement's not great, but he's also just so long and athletic. It doesn't get to him that much, but he is—he's a really, I think, high ceiling type of. Center is prospect. is he your
0: top center like pure center so far?
1: Is he? Is he? Uh, no. I feel like the
0: center class hasn't been
1: that good. Oh, so. all the best interior line in the Big are centers.
0: Yeah, well, we have got the the Michigan um, guy, the the Virginia transfer. Is he your next guy? A little bit, Tommy.
1: Uh, no, no, he's Ooh. my last guy. Uh, you. J- sorry. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, if you want just a true, uh, gritty power mm-hmm. run blocking center. He's, he, he's the SOB of the group. He plays, he's putting guys in the dirt. He's not a great athlete, but in a power scheme, I think gets job done. Six four, three twenty. really good drive off the ball. Um, and really good, uh, hand strength, uh, juice scrugs at Penn state. I watched him play right guard and then move to center mid-game against Michigan and do a really good job. He is super great, like just really fast out of his stance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plays with very good leverage. I think he's moving full-time center this year, and he's really good in pass protection. Just really, really good balance, bend, and and lateral uh, quickness.
0: Plus that's a a fucking IOL number one name.
1: Yeah. Luke Weipler at Ohio State's pretty good too. Yeah, of course he Um, is. But your guy, the R- Remington finalist, I was kind of disappointed. He's more of an IQ guy. Like, yeah. he, he he's going to take command of the offensive line. But I I didn't – he wasn't nearly – the two things. He wasn't as good at reaching the second level as I was hoping. And he didn't have that kind of tone setter in him. But he's really technically sound like yeah. very good feat. Very good bend, very good hand placement.
0: I think he's more like just, you know, a day three safer center. I don't think he's gonna be yeah. like a big riser. I, yeah, I think he's just a good, good football player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, flip the defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a whole, I think we talked about it, but the defense is not that exciting. It really isn't. I mean, like, I have a good amount of draftable grades at every position, but it's like, yeah, so if we want to start on the inside, um, my top guy ended up being uh, Keanu Benton from same. Wisconsin,
1: same.
0: Who just because like he's he's six four four three twelve and he's like, he's got the the, the biggest flashes like there's sometimes like just big old get off. Um, it's a little inconsistent, but it, it's there. And um, you know with that that size, the like the the power that he can flash, the like the the the, the consistent motor. Um, I, I think that's all really impressive. I don't think like. I know some people, like, really love him. I don't know if he's going to be, like, a... Um, like, he can he can put it all together and be a big riser. But, like, I got, like, you know, like, a fifth-round grade on him right now. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I'm in the fourth range. I think he's, like, he's got the makings of an impact, like, one tech.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, concerning was, like... Well, I mean, it's it's hard not to. But, like, I threw him in the Iowa game and, like, Linderbaum kind of kicked his ass. Like, put him in the dirt in the past and was just consistently moving him in the run and... I mean, like yeah. that's double teams, but like, and that's Tyler Linderbaum. But yeah, I think he's just got like his hands got to get better. Like he's he's a battler with them, but they're like just flailing.
1: Yeah, the, the, I think um, because yeah, you're right. And that like the power, the the size, the the athleticism at that yeah. size, it's all there. But yeah, he hasn't unlocked his hands. So the and the, the there's not like he's not as good at power rushing as I'd hope.
0: Yeah, he really isn't. Um Next up, like, uh, I kind of just bought the, I bought the potential with Mazzy Smith, who I, I so. got, I, I got the next guy here. Obviously, number one on the freaks list. You see that power, man. Like, he just, he gets in tight, like, he doesn't even, like, use length, he just gets in tight and just moves guys, like, they're fucking sleds. Um, and I just think, like, he plays, like, that that power, and, like, the impressive balance that he plays with, like, it's just, it's really impressive, and then, like, you know, the, the motor's really good, and then, like, you see, that like, glimpses of the freaky quickness and strength, and... I don't know. Like, I think like if you take him, like I, I got a fifth on him too. Um, if he doesn't like get a big leap, like I think you can take him and like he'll be like a solid rotation guy. But like the potential is all there. Um, I think he's just kind of like you know he doesn't get off the line that good. His field awareness, like he just kind of. Eh. Um,
1: he's super raw. He is but he's super raw. Three hundred and thirty-seven pound athletic freak show. So,
0: so can I say something? No. Okay, sorry.
1: Yes.
0: The, the offensive of line guy, in me. I wish he was a guard. I, I think, like, all the pieces are there oh. to be, like, a fucking pro bowl guard. Or, like, an all-pro guard. Sad. Am I wrong? At 6'3", no. just that tightness, that quickness. I'm like, this guy should have been off the lineman. I think like he, right. he could be, like, a first-round pick as off the lineman. If he played it his whole career. But,
1: just regardless, like, the potential's all like, there on I, defense. I feel like he'd be a freak show. I, yeah. Oh, you're right. you, you give Harbaugh a call?
0: I should. I, I mean, I got his direct line, but trying but to that take kids off my career. hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I, I
1: i think with both those guys like the the path is there for them to be uh like top 100, 100 yeah types, yeah but they're not quite there benton's a safer bet mozzie smith got the kind of bigger ceiling so my, my
0: next yeah go ahead sorry
1: who's your next guy yeah
0: so I, I think guy like that was like the biggest most pleasant surprise here that like it's actually a ton of fun. Is uh, is is Jacob Slade from Michigan State?
1: The Sladester. The Sladester.
0: He's 315 four three fifteen. He's got like that fucking bull in a china shop power. I'm like yeah. I'm like yeah. This is my guy. <laughs> Great motor. Um, good get off. Like like stays nice and low. Um, and it's got like pretty good power. Like quick sh- uh, shedding and stacking, making the tackle. Um, and like just like strong, strong at the point. Like he's making those you know. You know, holding off the 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 offensive lineman and making those one arm tackles in the hole. I'm like, yeah, this is a guy. I, I think Jacob Slade's really good. He's not going to be like a big time pass rusher. He kind of gave me like Harrison Phillips vibes, kind of like that. Just that that type of dude. I, I like Slade a lot. I think he's pretty interesting. Like again, like I got a six round grade on him, but he's fun. He
1: he's he's is he the most productive too?
0: Yeah, I think he is. He's he's got a lot of tackles.
1: What What do you think of PJ Mustafer?
0: I also have a six on him. I, I don't think he's like
1: me. Me too.
0: Anything like special but like
1: I think he's a kind of a brawler. I like just Yeah. It doesn't always work, but he uses his hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean like
1: and he gets off the snap pretty well for a big guy.
0: So I've never seen anyone line up that close to the ball as he does. I think against Auburn he like I think he lined up in the neutral zone ten times but never got called for it. <laughs> but like, you know, six four three twenty four, he's like got that strong build and some quickness to that size and like disruptive traits traits are there. All it, those tackles yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know, like, he's got that initial pop, too. I there's definitely something with Tim Mustafar, but I, I don't know where it is yet.
1: Do you um, like any of the other
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple draftable guys. I don't mind Vincent, uh, at Ohio State. Yeah, he's, he's,
1: a, he, he's a big recruit who's just never put it all together. Yeah, and six one
0: hurt. Yeah, six one two 90s, 90 ish. He's got like kind of like, I don't know, he's, he's interesting. Yeah, it's. Like, you know, he can get kind of stuck and, like, ends up on the ground a lot. But, like, the pieces are there. Like, a solid get-off. Like, nice reactive strength, I-, I like to call it. Just, like, when someone comes at him, like, he just he can move some guys. Um, he's got that quickness, as you expect uh, with a uh, defensive lineman under 300 pounds. Um, pad level's okay. Like, he doesn't get moved too much. And he shows some, like, like slipperiness. Um, so, I think, like, he could be – there's potential there. I don't know if he's going to be a riser, but some of the traits are there. Um, who else uh, – his teammate Cage isn't bad. I think he's a kind of like a late day three guy, um, but like just like a, a rotation guy with like a, you know, just like a solid kind of like angle attacker, kind of g'd up some space. Um, yeah, no one, no one like that. Really, like I was really hoping for Marvin Massey Smith, but I think he should be off the line, uh, enter off the line one. So whatever.
1: Agreed. Agreed. With the huh. edge group, I feel like the Big Ten always has an edge, but the, not really this year.
0: No. No, not at all. I, is, I think that is,
1: is O'Shane Mathis your one.
0: He is. My, he's my number one. Uh, I got a fourth like, round grade on him.
1: Yeah. Okay. Me too. We're right in the same ballpark. And like with him, he he's got a great first step. He's yeah. well built. Good good length. Got some speed speed off the edge. Can bend a bit. Yeah. Plays really really hard and ferociously. Sets a pretty strong edge too. Like he's a very solid football player with the athletic upside. Yep. But um he's. I I, I think, like, nowhere near a first-round type
0: guy. No, I don't think so. Because, like, there's not too many counters. And, like, I don't know, he's got some bend, but, like, he's a little bit stiff, if that makes sense. Like, just, like, he doesn't flatten that pocket too well. And, like, but I don't know, he's good. I think he's solid. And I think, like, I I don't know if he's going to get top 100, but, like, early day three I kind of think is safe. I don't know. Because, like, he's, like, that limber, kind of, like, smooth athlete. Like, good motor, like you said. But, like, I think Scoranci kind of handled them easy, just watching live. uh,
1: Hey, this is off 2021, you're not allowed to use that game yet.
0: Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, like, yeah, I agree with you. More solid than, um, like, anything big, flashy, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you – what do you think of Zach Harrison?
0: He's my fourth guy. I got a six-round grade on (laughs) him.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I mean – he looks the part, doesn't he? He looks he d- damn good. fucking
0: does look the part at six six
1: I'm excited to see what ha- – like, he is, from what I understand, uh, not starting is going to be more of the third – like, Jack Sawyer and JT, they're, they're five stars who are true sophomores, are going to be the starting guys. So I, I'm interested to see him more in that, like, kind of what we've seen from past Ohio State third guys like Jonathan Cooper uh, – Kind of spelling those guys playing some inside on passing downs. Like I think what he the mo- m- most interesting thing with Zach Harrison is he'll play some three tech. Yeah, uh, and like he is a ball of size and athleticism that just hasn't put everything together yet. Like, you see, his he uses his hands um, sometimes pretty well, but he's also kind of a stiff guy. Like he doesn't yeah, he's stiff. That well. So I, I'm just uncertain of what to do with him.
0: I, I think his like. Like I think that role is kind of good because I think I can see him as like that, you know, run stopping edge because I think he sets a pretty good, pretty good edge. Um, you know, it flashes some power in the run too. Like, I don't know, but then again, you like I throw in the... I don't know, man. People are still hyping him. It's weird because like you throw in the Minnesota game and fucking Coe is giving him the business. Like just, just putting I him in the dirt. So. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, okay. Well, I don't know. Like I think like late day three, you bet on that size, the pedigree. And I think he's a decent run block, uh, run stopper. So,
1: um, do you like anybody else here?
0: I got a couple guys in like the fifth, sixth round in between uh, Harrison and O'Shane, But it's kind of both. It's, I'm just betting on the freaks here. Um, pure, pure swinging. Julius Welshkoff, Like at six six, two eighty five. Top ten on the freaks list. Uh, I don't want to search Turkish get up on Urban Dictionary, but apparently he, he's really good at that. But like I don't know, man. That that size, that the cut body he's got. I saw him t- do it. It's cool. Yeah, was well, cool. <laughs> the, the, the the like you know the freaky uh, weight room stuff. Um, he's an ex skier. Like like, and you can see that lower body flexibility on tape. Um, like you see the the glimpses, the little little it'd be glimpses of the athleticism and the explosion. But like he's he's, he's so fucking raw. He's so fucking raw. And that body's still coming along. But like, there's something there. I th- definitely think there's something there. Also, I think there's something there with uh, Adetomiwa uh, Adibare from uh, Northwestern. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I got them like, in the same neck and neck. I just put the Michigan guy because he's a Michigan guy. Um, he's 6'2", 280. He's kind of like wide and, and stocky, but he's athletic. He's really athletic. So I'm, like, he, flash I think he was this. on the Freaks list. He was, yeah. I think like 30-something around there. So I have some glimpses against Nebraska. And I think you throw on the tape and you see the pop in his hands right away. He's got good get-off. The quickness is there. A uh, really good motor, like he's just, but he's just kind of like winning with strength. His hands need a lot of work, but the, the traits are there. I, I think he's. he's...
1: Yeah, uh, the the speed, the power potential of him, it's not always there. It's really exciting. He kicks inside and he sets a strong edge. It's just his his get off and his his yeah. natural leverage, which creates power. It's really interesting. Can we just go back to your Turkish get up guy for a sec?
0: Yeah, Julius Welscoff.
1: Yeah, he's not on the too deep of Michigan's depth chart that Harbaugh said the other day.
0: <laughs> you trust Harbaugh?
1: <laughs> I mean, Harbaugh hasn't released a depth chart before week one since 2016. I read, but he read through his depth chart the other day apparently, and he wasn't on it. So I don't that's know. weird. That's weird. It's weird. You want to move to linebackers?
0: Yeah. So I think the top uh, player probably in this in this group is a linebacker. Maybe. Um, is
1: so. Nick Herbig's my number one defensive player in the conference.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: Okay. But he's technically a 228-pound edge rusher.
0: Yeah. Look, the big question is what are you going to do with him? Because he's he's playing edge full-time at that size, but he's fucking good. He's fucking good. And I feel like I didn't appreciate him watching Wisconsin Live last no, year.
1: me neither. Me either. He, but, he is, like, wicked. He's playing at another speed and yeah. he uses his hands like i saw him rip a, a pull off like a cross shop rip yeah. like he he knows how to pass rush yep um and then like cuz because like Wisconsin plays that 3-4 where they like drop their edges all the time you see him play in space and yeah. he's natural. Yeah. Like he looks good. Like sometimes he's covering the flats and he looks good. So I think he's easier to project, project to an off ball linebacker role than some of the tweeners we've seen in the past. Yeah, I agree. But but at the same time, all I kept thinking was, you like Zach Bond, dude. Like, is he Zach Bond again? Like, I think yeah. he's a lot better than Zach Bond was, but it's yeah. a, it was a similar projection. I just, I don't know. I, I'm i hung up on it, but he's also my highest rate defense player in the conference.
0: Me too. I agree. Like, the, the potential is all fucking there. Like, I think he's a little awkward dropping his own. Like, just, like, the feel, but the athletic chops are fucking there. Like, the movement looks really good. So, yeah, I totally agree. Like, maybe more like Hassan Reddick. But, like, the pass rush ability is fucked. Like, the, the pop in his hands is crazy. He does not let himself get blocked. Like, he gets on a block, That's- and he's fucking off it. Like, I, I like, I'm better than maybe anyone in this class fighting fucking just off
1: blocks. So, like, is there any way we can see him playing... Like, if he went to the right team, can we be, have him pass rush on third down? Like, that's what you want to uh, do. I yeah, mean. yeah, it I is. I hope.
0: But, man, like, the but. quickness, and, like, I think he's just a super balanced guy. I think that shows up every single snap. Uh, plays with good leverage. Uh, yeah, like, nice move, like, swipes. Um, then the athleticism to, like, fucking flatten and finish. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. He, he's really good. He's really good. It's just... And like you like you already said like plays at a different fucking speed with his hair on fire like he's a top guy on the defense I think um Joey Porter's next but we'll see, we'll get there in a second but like um yeah it's just like what do we do but I think I think that's what you do you 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 move him to off ball and you pass you rush him uh, you know you let him rush the pass on on third downs
1: Agreed Um more of a true off-ball linebacker. Is Jack Campbell your number two?
0: Yeah, he's my number two. I got like a fourth or fifth round grade. Just solid, you know. High-end instincts. Very few false steps. Reading keys every every down really well. And you tie that in with like really high-end motor. You no, know, just great. Long. Really long. He's 6'4", 250, like a prototype size. Um, great awareness on the field. Like he's just, net, like in coverage, he, you know, he's going to get exposed I think at the next level. Like the, the lack of athleticism like just might turn – I think he's a plus coverage linebacker in college, but I think that's con- probably going to be an, a, a negative in the NFL because like he's just never out of position and he's just really technical in coverage and he's good at it.
1: But and he's got those long arms that and help. the length,
0: yeah. And but I think that's going to be you know when you're when you're covering NFL tight ends and slots, that's not going to be a thing because um, he's, he's an eh, athlete and like really like you know what I think like the big like disappointment is for a guy that's like him is like he's not like really good at getting off blocks.
1: No, he's not as good as you'd think for a guy who
0: like lives on that. Yeah. yeah, and the length, yeah. So yeah, I think he's like I think 4th fifth, you're going to come in and he's going to be like, you know, just a solid linebacker. Um there's a lot of linebackers in this group, but no one else like that really excites me. A couple guys I could see getting drafted. on uh-huh. Go ahead, yeah.
1: I was gonna say I find Justin Jacobs the other Iowa linebacker. He's really interesting because of the size and he's playing this overhang type role. Yeah, he's my next but guy, like, and I think I, he's
0: definitely the next most interesting guy. Do
1: Do you have a like? I don't have a draftable. I just yeah, think he's yeah. I
0: got a six on him. Like because six four two thirty five. He's long. Yeah, like you said, he's playing overhang. He's matching up like on tight ends and slots. Looks good in coverage. Tight end man, uh, making some plays on the ball, and he can thump a bit. Like he can hit. Um, it's just like you don't. He's a sub linebacker. You don't see him against the run too too much. But, you know, and, like, you know, they have linebackers there. But maybe not this year or next year. Like, if he puts it all together, I think he could be something.
1: Um, anyone else? Or do you want to move to the corner?
0: Um, I'll throw one more that's kind of fun. Uh, Mariano Marin from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's a special teams linebacker. Like, solid cool. speed, great motor, good recognition, good instincts. I think he's just a special teams guy.
1: Love that. Um... All right, now now time to talk about the guy we mentioned off the top. Jay yeah Porter, Number one corner in the conference.
0: Yeah, he definitely is. I got him like just behind her big, like I got third, fourth round. Six, you know, six. seen first round mocks, but I don't think he's there. First and foremost, he's fucking grabby. He's he's so grabby. I, I uh, think
1: I, I read the stat. He had like
0: ten penalty 10, flanks.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And five uh PBUs, I think. So Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. But at six two two hundred the length. He's such a, like a springy mover. He's a good mover, um, you know. Physical versus the run too. I love that he's busting through wide receiver blocks. He uses that size. Like he like we we get some of these longer guys that are timid. He's not. He he, he plays his ass off. Um, physical off the line, and like smooth hips for a guy his size. Like sticky. Yeah. All, all the traits are there.
1: I couldn't believe how fluid his hips were yeah. Yeah. for a, a corner as physical and long as he is. Now the feet kind of concern me. Like. He can be a yeah. full-steppy. Double moves get him. Yeah, he's. I think he's a lot better, in, or not a lot better, but more natural as a zone guy. Which I mean, most of the NFL is playing zone all the time. He, yeah, no, yeah. So it's like not a bad thing. But um, yeah, I, I just I think he's more of a third round type of player right now than that first round.
0: So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, after that though, uh, I really liked Cameron Brown at Ohio State. I
1: yeah, if he can just stay healthy,
0: he's just like to me. He's just well-rounded. Six-foot, 194, check, check. Uh, good eyes in zone. Good route recognition. Like, clean in phase. Like, like, good makeup speed. Like, not big-time speed or anything. Balance, patient feet. I think this is a guy, like like you said, if you can stay healthy, like, you know, you're getting him in that fourth, fifth. Um, I don't know how much he can rise, but, like, Ohio State pedigree is there. Um,
1: he was a that, big recruit, too. He's just mm-hmm. literally just never healthy.
0: Yeah. But I, I, I don't think I can see that, like... You know, like like okay, this is a five star like like explosive blowout traits, but like just a damn good football player. And I, I
1: think he's very technically sound, like a yeah. press man guy. Like yeah. his feet are really good. He's really patient. Um, yeah, he. I think he's he's poised to be like a nice senior riser.
0: Agreed. I totally agree. Uh, I think those are the top two guys. After that, I, I'm going back to another Saturday star who had an okay. interception against Wyoming. Uh, Devin Witherspoon. I like Witherspoon he's a good,
1: He's so much more feisty than I was expecting. Mm,
0: yeah, he's feisty as fuck. He, he's
1: got some MF in him.
0: He does, yeah. Like, and, like, good instincts. Uh, you see the ball skills on display with the interception and, like, 40-yard return against Wyoming. Got some, like, click and close to him. Like, a good tackler, like you said, the feistiness. But I think, like, overall speed, eh. Like, I kind of, like, when he tries to be physical off the line, he can fluff his jam a bit. Isn't super smooth, but, like, you know, that... Mid late day uh, day three guy. I think that's that's someone to keep an eye on.
1: Uh, and is Riley Moss your number one player?
0: No, but I do like Riley Moss. I like Riley Moss. R- Riley
1: Moss is on the freaks list. Riley Moss is. Um, I think he's pretty good in. I I wonder if moving him to safety. I think the same I,
0: thing. I think the same He's not thing. great.
1: He's not very good in man coverage. I found like he his hips aren't overly fluid and his feet are. Just not great, but yeah, like moving back to safety, I think that's kind of interesting. I
0: think he's like that safety nickel hybrid. Uh, I think that's kind of his, his kind of thing. Yeah, I. I but yeah, I got like a late day three on him. Uh, in between though, because he was it wasn't my next guy, but the guy after. I like Corey Trice because he's six three two seventeen.
1: He's just always hurt, but more than Cam Brown.
0: Yeah, missed like almost all of the season last year with an injury. He's,
1: he's he's played like fifteen games in four years or something.
0: Mm-hmm. But he's he's big and like. Like, like smooth feet and hips for a guy his size, like, he's got some speed to him. He's physical in the press. Yeah, just the injuries. The injuries is the big knock for Trace, but puts a healthy year together, you could see him being a riser. Um, after that, like I don't know, Tyron Mullins okay, but you know, not, not never the hype, and that that's really no one else that really got me excited. He's also always hurt. He Yes, big time.
1: Um, yeah, I think Cory Trace is like of these guys. Just I want to see him play. Yeah, he's just so big. Yeah,
0: yeah, Trace uh, is fun.
1: I didn't love the safety group. I'd like to hear your thoughts.
0: I think there's some like decent ball players, but like no one got me excited.
1: I uh, think that I'll tell I'll you the guy who I think uh, is the most interesting. I think the Ohio State guys are all the most interesting.
0: Uh, my top two safeties are the Ohio State guys, and I think the most interesting is Josh Proctor.
1: Okay, I think the most interesting is Ronnie Hickman.
0: So, okay, if now, we start with Hickman. he's like,
1: single
0: high, guys. Yeah, okay, look, of course I do. He's single high, and he's 6'2", 200. He's, like, long and strong and, like, like loose hits for that size. You see some downhill explosion, like, physical tackler. Reading the, the run keys really well. Quick feet. Uh, got season-ending leg injury versus Oregon last mm-hmm. year, which, which hurts. Um, like, I think he's got to clean up a lot as a tackler. And he's kind of, like, a little indecisive at times, but I, I think he's got the potential to be the top safety in this this conference and then right behind him i got Ro- ronnie hickman yeah
1: yeah the rocket um ronnie hickman more of a box type yeah
0: he's dangerous as fuck around the line of scrimmage
1: yeah he's a really fun player i think he's just poised for a big big leap this year uh and i, I like the way those two contrast each other and, and then with jim knowles coming in too yeah and uh bringing tanner McAllister, who i think i forgot to put on our list but brought him yeah. with him from ohio state and he's more of a, a nickel, so you're getting the single high with Proctor, you're getting the box man with Hickman, and and with Proctor or and with McAllister you're getting um, the the like just high IQ nickel guy who puts everyone in the right place, runs the defense. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a really fun safety trio.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a good combination because yeah, like we said, Hickman's like you know he's constantly slipping blocks, making plays down low, just always looking like he's a really good run defender. He's rock solid tackler, hits hard. Um, like, and like the quickness, like he's got that reactive quickness, like, you know, go from like, you know, a hole to hole, like, um, containing the run. Um, and I like, I think like watching him early in the season, he's just down around the line of scrimmage because Proctor's playing that single high, but like later in the season, they kind of got him more in that two high looks. And, uh, I think you yeah. saw a little bit more of his cover shops. I just want to see him in, in, in like, you know, in, like just true coverage more often.
1: But like too um, much, like like like
0: getting over aggressive, coming downhill and putting himself like big time out of position. I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, excluding the Ohio State guys, do you like who, who hmm. is there, who's kind of next for you? I, I there's a guy I will say I think has potential.
0: Yeah, my I think there's a couple like day three guys. I my next guy is Jair Brown from uh, Penn State.
1: He's he's I, I I found like he's very sporadic. Like he's athletic. You can see yeah. the range. In yeah. the, the, the but he just like kind of his pedals really high yeah and he kind of seems like he doesn't know where to be sometimes but then he makes a big play yeah he he's got he, he's also a juco guy and like i think this is his first year like actually playing so he, he he's he got potential for sure
0: yeah good like 511 210 well built good length solid athlete uh he yeah, has feet are feet in, in like in a, in a vacuum are solid i think yeah I, like he's not the loosest athlete or anything and like like more of a smooth, smooth mover than than a explosive guy, but no, I think there's some potential there. Who's your who's your like guy that like, you really think could be a dude?
1: R.J. Moton, the Michigan guy. That's
0: my next guy, yeah. I mean, so go ahead.
1: Like he's six foot two, twenty three, but he's he carries it really junior. well. I thought he hasn't been like a full full time starter. Yeah, but he like yeah he moves really well. He look yeah he doesn't look as big as he is, um, and he's really aggressive. So I just yeah I'm, I'm, I think. A guy who could take a big leap as a Junior. It's like
0: solid tackler, he's gonna run the alley. Aggressive coming to the backfield. No, I think that's a good one. Um the rest of the guys are like just kinda of like there's a lot of like solid, like all right safeties, like
1: Yeah, I got a bunch of like priority UDFAs.
0: Yeah, like Kayvon Merriweather's solid at Iowa, good yeah. size. You know, yeah. Newbin is big too, just kinda of solid. Like uh, Xavier Henderson's like just a fucking, a glorified linebacker, but he's good at it. You know, like, there's a bunch of guys that are just, like, solid, solid safeties. But, like, nothing that's going to get me excited. That's so why I think I think Proctor's got the most upside.
1: Yeah, Pro- Proctor and Hickman um, are definitely the most interesting. Uh, all right, you want to get on to the awards?
0: Yeah. Who's um, so Ohio year. State going to be beating? Okay. So I'm going to go full reverse strength season. I'm going to go Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Congratulations, Rob. Uh, beating the beating the Wisconsin badgers
1: yeah that the, the wisconsin should be back in this thing with braylon allen just feeding just
0: him from the start good offensive
1: line yeah, feed yeah. Him from the start. like graham mertz just turned the ball over less and then their their defense is has been very good under jim Leonard. they yeah. got the best the best defensive defense. player in the conference yeah
0: who i picked for defensive player of the year
1: in Herbig. yeah me, me too yeah her big defense player of the year stroud offensive player of the year.
0: yeah kind of clear-cut guys here
1: yeah. all right any guess for town of the week?
0: I'm gonna say it is uh, Madison. That's we've such, ta- a,
1: such a bad guess.
0: We've we've just like no, it's it's Piscataway.
1: No, that's a terrible guess.
0: <laughs> okay, what is it?
1: It's College Park, Maryland.
0: Ooh, okay. I'd like this is a good pick because I don't know that much about College Park.
1: That's that's why I picked it. Guess what? There's not that much to know. <laughs> Fuck. There, this was by far, like every TripAdvisor list where I do my things to do in the town, every TripAdvisor list, three pages. College Parks was, they had 16 options. Every other one has 50. Like there's <laughs> nothing to do in College Park.
0: Gotta be some crab cakes though, right? No. They don't got no crab cakes in College Park? I don't
1: know, it wasn't on TripAdvisor. Oh, I went to man. like, normally I just go to TripAdvisor. For this one, I went to like seven different sites <laughs> trying to find more and I couldn't. Um, so yeah, College Park, Maryland. Home to the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, who play at Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium, which opened in 1950 with a capacity of 51,802. The population of College Park, 32,221 as of 2020. Um, Now, I don't know if they have, like, a acting school at Maryland, but there was, like, a lot of people involved in the uh, arts from the University of Maryland. Uh, Some notable alumni, Uh, Larry David.
0: I actually did not know that.
1: Yeah, I was. I thought you would, but uh, Beth McCarthy Miller, who was a director on SNL from like 95 to 06, and then 30 Rocks director. So
0: every SNL uh, alum went to Maryland is what I'm hearing? Pretty much. Jim Henson, the creator of the (laughs) Muppets, went there. Okay, and I want to say that the Terrapin was the inspiration for the Muppets.
1: Bam uh Brett Cecil of course
0: I the goat yeah.
1: the the late great Lambias of course and uh uh Sean Merriman Lights remember, out baby remember, remember Lights out had like the most sacks ever for the first 3 years of his career and then like never had a sack again
0: Sean Merriman is like a fucking elite I just wish people uh like remembered and appreciated it more
1: Yeah but he had like 17 sacks <laughs> the second year in the league. It's
0: ridiculous
1: uh notable people from college park aj I kid you not there are none the wikipedia page normally has like a ton of options this one had 9 i looked at all their Wikipedias. i'd never like i couldn't figure out who any of these people were
0: like politicians or something
1: like not even that Just, like, you know what, random you know what i think Wikipedias.
0: i think college what? park is the best kept secret in america that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking i think whoever's there keeps their mouth shut stays there and they love it.
1: I have a question for you.
0: Please, go ahead.
1: You're going to have to uh, pick uh, between some cities you love, though. Okay. What is the best place? College Park, College Station, or University Park?
0: <laughs> College Park, maybe.
1: Hey, man. Um, College Station the worst.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm State College.
1: What, where's State College again?
0: It's Penn State, isn't it?
1: Isn't Penn State... I don't know. I thought Penn State was University Park. I don't know. I don't know. That's a a (laughs) question for somebody else. No, you're right. State College.
0: University Park is is another
1: place. All right. Well, cool. Uh, Things to do in College Park. And this is a really pathetic list. But that's not to say you shouldn't visit. I'm sure it's great there. Uh, AMF College Park Lanes... Lake Arte- Artemisia, Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, sure. Uh, C Depot, which is a CD Depot, but it's spelled C Depot. Pretty cool. Uh, the UMD Observatory, if you're into space. I'm not. Um, co- the College Park Aviation Museum, if you're into planes, which I'm not. Uh, the Barking Dog. Woof woof. Not
0: woof woof. I love the Barking Dog.
1: The Hard Times Cafe. Uh, the Blaze Fast Fired Pizza. And, of course, Bagels and Grinds.
0: Mm. <laughs> Love me some Bagels and Grinds.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of after doing my research on College Park, I thought maybe Maryland should be kicked out of the Big Ten because I feel like every other place in the Big Ten sick.
0: That's a good – like, we don't know a lot about it. I think there's a good reason for it. And, it, again, I'm going to go back to this best kept, kept, best kept secret in America idea here.
1: I liked when I knew didn't know anything, and I thought College Park could be amazing. Now I just, now I just I feel like feel, feel I feel empty
0: inside. Maryland's like a place that we don't know a lot about. I feel like, like as a population.
1: No, definitely, yeah, I agreed. Um, all right, maybe maybe uh, we'll get Sports Drink to fly us out there. We'll do some investigative journalism. <laughs> Would love that. Uh, so tune in next time when we break down the SEC, or if we do our Week One. Picks first. I don't remember. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, so, uh, from College Park to College Station, we've got you covered. This is uh, Rob Paul from Seven Rounds in Heaven reporting live.